Shocking things. Uh, we have my brother and special guest, Nayar from Staropod Log. How you doing, Nayar? Doing wonderful. Glad to be here. All right. Now, we're going to be talking about Star Wars, which was later uh, named Star Wars A New Hope. That was released May 25th, 1977. We were too young to watch it originally, but we did Didn't see even know your... about it. Had yes. no, no idea. No idea it was even in existence. And we saw it August 25th, 1979. I know this because I still have the newspaper clipping our grandfather saved for us. And the cinema still exists. Cinema 1-2 in New Haven, Connecticut. So we're going to be talking about what it was like, how we got into Star Wars. And I'll let you talk, Nair. How did you first find out about Star Wars? Well, well I may mean, guess... I'm a little bit older than you, so I may guess that I I found out about it before you. Mm-hmm. I was in kindergarten, and everybody brings their toys to school, and the things of that time were all the Mego dolls. We didn't call them Mego dolls then. We called them World's Greatest Superheroes, Kiss Dolls, Planet of the Apes, Star Trek. I mean, those, uh, then you had the $6 million Man doll by Kenner. Those were the standards. And this kid brought in, he lived three blocks away from us, Manny. He brought in these little action figures. And they were the same size as the Mego Pocket superheroes. And we're like, what is this? Look at this green guy. Look at this guy with a hammerhead. Look, like, it was just the aliens were amazing. And then, what is going on here? This guy has a sword in his arm and it slides out it's like we never saw anything like it and yeah, at the time features, yeah they were ahead of their time those those features like that those features were amazing because i remember like laying on the playground we went to ridge hill school in hamden connecticut and their jungle gym was like a wooden jungle gym it was like not a normal it was weird i, I remember just being on that jungle gym playing with that ham- like looking at the hammerhead and had veins in his arms and you compare that to like the Batman figure, which had it was goofy in comparison. Like the detail <laughs> on these Kenner figures are just mind-boggling. And but I was like, "What is this?" And this kid's like, "It's a movie." I'm like, 
we have no point. Our parents really, and you got to figure of that time period. If you look at all the photos of people going to see Star Wars, you didn't really see families. It was mostly anywhere between twelve years old and twenty five years old. I'd say mm-hmm. movies were kind of uh, like like a treat. It was a big deal for your middle to lower income families to go to a movie. And if you did, you usually went for a second run where it was 99 cents. And so like all the toys we had were based on TV shows, the incredible Hulk, right? Big popular show of the time. I had that giant size Mego doll of the Hulk. I was obsessed with the Hulk and everything that we were into was on TV. How in the world, what is this star Wars? I mean, it was just, I got to find out about it. And I always linked Star Wars with, with Kiss because I never heard Kiss music until I saw the dolls. I thought Gene Simmons was a, a Spider-Man villain because this kid in my <laughs> class, was you know, he had those 12-inch, and we were fighting with him. And he's like, this is Gene Simmons. And then he's like, this is the demon. I was like, is his name Gene Simmons or is it the demon? He's like, well, this is his alter ego as the demon. But when he takes the makeup off, he's Gene Simmons. Like, I, I didn't know it was a band. Until yeah. I saw the trading cards. Then I'm like, I get these trading cards. Like, wait a second. They have instruments. And in my little mind, I'm thinking, okay, Elvis has a guitar. Elvis plays in it. These guys sing songs? What? What is this? So in 1979, I heard my first Kiss song. The song off the Dynasty album. And it was um, Sure Knows Something. And in 1979, we finally got to see star wars so i mean it was 1979 was a big year for for both fandoms we we both knew about characters before we saw the the source material or heard the source material and so how how did you what was your first experience with star wars from you because like i said you're older than me manny we would go over his house and i remember Playing with, uh, he had the, the Death Star place. Oh, my, uh, my mind was blown. I never saw the, anything like that before. <laughs> the trash compactor uh, with the foam and the monster was the coolest thing in the world to me. You got to figure, at that point, the biggest playset that we had was the Star Trek Enterprise playset. And they had the spin-around transporter. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, oh, you could spend hours playing with that. Yeah, that was what great. What is this thing? This thing is three levels? Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. It, it was just... To a little kid, that was just so epic. Yeah, had the little you could uh, the the trap door to fall into the yeah the compactor had the little rope to swing on. So then when we saw the movie, we really was like, oh man, this is so incredible. Blew my mind. I mean, I don't know, I can't explain it. At that age, we never saw anything like this before. Seeing you know Darth Vader, that's like the the first thing that really grabs you, at least to me, is when you see him come out after the the battle, you know, the uh, the stormtroopers, yeah, and the 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 fleet soldiers just that shoot out and all the smoke and Darth Vader comes out. You're amazing, oh, oh, yeah, and 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 the sounds to me, like laser swords. There's hum hum. It's just everything was a shock to the senses to a kid. Oh yeah, the lightsaber itself. How you have this little hilt and then just this light comes out of it and you could slice <laughs> you could slice people with it. it was absolutely amazing. When you talk about the figures, the other scene that really just grabbed me was the cantina scene, seeing all those aliens at once. That's the first place that, that I got. I was like, I want these. Like, I was obsessed with aliens. Well, you know, just 
being a Star Trek fan, there was the frustration we couldn't get any of the alien dolls. They just the distribution was all screwed up for the Star Trek toys. Whereas the Star Wars toys, aliens were all over the place. The first oh, toy I ever bought for Star Wars was the Sand People. I'm like, what is this thing? This is so weird. What is it? Is it a stick? Is it a sword? <laughs> is it a club? Like everything was. I can't figure it out, but I'm amazed. Oh yeah. No, there was just the visuals from the movie all at once. They hit you. Then the toys are amazing. Like I said, that cantina playset was so much fun. Just all yes. the, the action features, the way it spins. I remember our uncle came over and said, wow, great toy for a kid, a bar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it just, it was, everything exploded in your imagination of, of the toys, especially. And if you're younger people can't understand it that are collectors they're like this is the dumbest thing cardboard toys no it's actually the smartest thing because if you look at toys before that all the play sets were we might call special events if you had a birthday christmas that's the only time you're going to get this these things were made so affordable that the average lower income family could buy it and it wouldn't break the bank yeah no you and have a good point before, i mean we had the six million dollar man that big that uh that charging station right it was a big bubble there 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 were other toys had had play sets but it was it was it they they manufactured them in so way that they were on the pricey side star wars was ingenious of saying okay it's a piece of plastic a piece of cardboard we're going to put this everywhere so everyone has access to it. It's not just going to be a segment of society. And I think that that, that is what made Star Wars toys. If you look at that era, almost everyone had some toys because of the fact that they were they were priced right. Instead of being 6 or $7 like a Mego doll, they were less than $3. And these things are everywhere. I remember going to – there was this like hardware store – Around the corner from my yes. grandfather's house in in Woodbridge, Connecticut, you go to the hardware store, and there would be Star Wars toys there. Like, how smart was that to just put this stuff everywhere? It is amazing. Yeah, the distribution for that is looking online. There's a whole list. A friend of mine compiled. He asked everyone, "Where'd you get it?" And you have price stickers to every store. Yeah, it has like Ace Hardware, True Value, right? I think that's the one that you're that's what it was. True Value. So Who all these thinks, different stores, yeah. the, the grocery store back, you know, now it's common to see toys. Back then it wasn't common. Unheard and that's where of. you get them at Stop and Shop is one of the places we'd get our figures that's from. Right. That's right. That's right. So, And when you said about the price point, it was smart because they're scaled down and you can get, uh, like you said, the playset, a vehicle. And if these are 12 inches, you couldn't get the, the Death Star playset. <laughs> How big would this thing be, right? If exactly, was, uh... exactly. And that thing was part cardboard. I mean, it was... <laughs> if you compare that to other things of the time, that's, look at what Kenner was doing. I'll use Six Million Dollar Man as an example. Because Six Million Dollar Man is half and half, half plastic and half cardboard. A lot of the things they were. So, I mean, Kenner had a history of doing things like that, and and it was successful. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, another just a memory I have for Christmas, our father's work. They would ask you if you have a, a son or a daughter. Oh yeah, yeah. And what you like, and Ryan got 
a Darth Vader breathing model kit. Oh my god, blew my mind. Everything to me, it was I wanted everything Darth Vader, Darth Vader, Darth like that is every I wanted Darth Vader under Roos. I had large yes, you had that. like remember like before that Christmas time, I remember getting was it gore? It was like this green monster with a light up chest. Super Joe, and, yeah. Right, Super the, Joe. Super Joe, it was like the predecessor to G.I. Joe's. And so, but once Star Wars toys came out, it was everything I want. I want the large size Darth Vader. I want size large size Darth Vader for one Christmas, a Darth Vader TIE Fighter, another Christmas. Just, everything was Darth Vader, Darth Vader, Darth Vader. Darth, that's, I was obsessed with Darth Vader. Yeah, I love that model kit. I remember getting the Darth Vader van. You want to talk about 70s, right? Darth Vader van model kit. How oh, bizarre yeah. was that? It's, yeah, because uh, the vans in the 70s, it was trendy to have them airbrushed. But with well, uh, scenes, characters, and that was yep. like, a, <laughs> so that was that was so awesome. And uh, another fun memory, two different occasions. I remember them vaguely because I was so young. We saw Darth Vader at the Chapel Square Mall. Oh, New yeah. Haven. Yep. And another time holding uh, a blaster, right? He would hold a yes, blaster. Holding, yep. I still have the autograph photo of that. David and, Prowse. No, it wasn't David <laughs> Prowse. It was some random guy. Some random guy. And, and then a Carver Photos, which yep. was a really because you can't nowadays. I mean, nowadays it's if you want a professional looking costume, you can get it immediately. As long as you got the money, you can get a, a professional looking Darth Vader costume. 1979 you couldn't yeah and a photo store near a house had a promotion to get people to come in they had uh darth vader making appearance and i remember and you can buy the polaroids right that was the other gimmick sure. too yep. i was afraid of darth vader because this guy was so big i wasn't going to take a photo with him but you did oh yeah yeah i remember you hiding behind the aisle yeah <laughs> well it came we, we used to take swimming lessons at the ymca it was right after swimming sure and also, because you said you love Darth Vader, uh, that was the first Halloween costume you ever had was Darth Vader. But the poncho. And multiple. Yeah, I had the poncho and the regular one. Our grandfather was like, well, you already got one this last year. Why do you want another one? Oh, this is a different version. And he was like, <laughs> it was so crazy. I remember having that light up lightsaber, but it wasn't really a, like it was a bootleg one, right? It was a boot. We didn't know at the time. And it had filters of different colors in it. Yeah. Do you remember what oh, you did with that it. lightsaber uh, when we, we went out trick-or-treating? Do you remember? Beat the hell out of people. What do you, <laughs> you, you give a kid a, a stick, what is it going to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, another memory. Again, this is didn't have any point of reference. Oh, by the way, the poncho was bright yellow. Yes, oh, just like, like the, what, just like the film. Just yeah, just, just like, like the film. Yeah, that big yellow poncho that Darth Vader was wearing. <laughs> well, I still I still look better than those kids wearing those dumb inflatable things on their heads. I to oh, this day yeah, I can't yeah. figure out why anybody. All the girls had it. It was like a very girl thing. It was like. It was a weird time for Halloween costumes. There was like this little, everything was Ben Cooper and Collegeville, but there was this little segment of ponchos for some reason. Yeah, yeah, nothing was movie accurate back then. No, no. And and at this time, you didn't have a focus character, but that all changed when Empire Strike Back came out because you were getting everything Boba Fett. 
So it was like that was the our room was me all Darth Vader stuff and you all Boba Fett stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, initially uh, it was because of Star Wars how I found out about Boba Fett because of the yeah. action figure did initially come out. Yep. It was for the he the character was in the Star Wars Holiday Special animated segment. Didn't even know who the character was. I just saw the figure. I don't know who he is, but I have to have him. Yeah. Oh, you, you as soon as you saw that figure, like, what is this? It, this is. And we're looking through the storybook because we had no VCR. No, not. I mean, you're you, we had read along records, these little records. You turn the page, you hear R2D beep, beep like this. And then he had the Star Wars storybook. And that's how you end the trading cards. We love the trading cards. Either this is how we're looking at. And we had notebooks, school supplies, anything Star Wars we could find. We wanted it. That's how you relive the story. But like, you're like, there's no pictures of Boba Fett here. What? This? Who is this guy? I think that was the mystery behind it. Who is this guy? Oh yeah. Now He's with coming? the storybook. <laughs> yeah. Like what? He, there's more. Oh yeah, and then there's supposed to be a rocket firing one, that, but that uh, never happened. Man, we were trying to yank that thing out. We were taking pliers. <laughs> I mean, street, like, how do you get this thing out? <laughs> now, for the storybook, this is something I vividly remember, and I'm sure you do too. When I bring this up, it had Big's Dark Lighter in there. The scene. absolutely, I I, um, I have I have the storybook. And I have all that stuff. Just, well, yeah, yeah but when we're kids, we're like, wait a minute, who is this, this guy? Yeah, what's going yeah. on here? Yeah. That and, and you know we had these other books. They're like square books. They look like the size of forty-five records, but they had no record in it. They were like little Luke on Tatooine. Yes, there's a Darth Vader. It's called Random House Activity Books. We had all those, and then we had yeah we well we had they had story books and activity books. I remember us making Wookie cookies. We made Death Star cookies. Every single thing in that book we did. We used to run back and forth into the bathroom, blink our eyes, and look at Obi-Wan Kenobi, and then turn the lights out and see the spirit of Obi-Wan Kenobi. It was just – it was so much fun. It, that's the best way. We, you see the movie once. This is the way it worked for the average lower-income family. You see the movie once. You try to memorize all that you can out of that, and then – you just go with it. You enjoy it. Oh yeah, and definitely. the Burger King. Remember, get go. Oh, Burger King had the, because McDonald's had the Star Trek license. Burger King had the Star Wars license. Remember going to get the Burger King glasses? Oh yeah, yep. Now, what are your memories of that? I have some vague memories. I love the. Oh, artwork. it was. I love the artwork. I'm just like Poppy. Please, I got to get. We got to go this week. We got to go this week. And he brought us to get the week's glasses. Now, here's the weird thing about me during that era. Is that Burger King had a sign like I'd go to the bathroom like you go to any other place with a sign say like bathrooms you go to the bathroom but at Burger King I was like way too old to not know this I don't know how I was just so naive but I was like I gotta go to the bathroom and he goes well go but the sign said restrooms okay and I didn't want to go and I was like now nah, hold it and I was like he's like. Like, look at me like I'm weird or something. Like, well, what's wrong with this kid? He says he got to go to the bathroom. He's got to hold it. It said <laughs> restrooms. And I actually thought that there were rooms because I see adults going in there. I thought there were rooms with people resting. <laughs> like, you know how, like, you take these naps with graham crackers when you're a kid? And, okay. Like, That's what you're thinking. And, and, and you lay down. I thought it was like, nap, like a napping room at Burger okay. King. And I was like, 
man, I just drank this root beer because I, I would get the I would get those glasses, those Star Wars glasses and always ask for root beer. And I was like, man, I just had a whole bunch of root beer. I got to go to the bathroom, but I don't want to go in that room with all these adults taking a nap. It feels weird. So I'll just wait till I go home. <laughs> uh, another big, big part of Star Wars for us was the Marvel comic books. Oh, and I'll tell you what, there was no... We never heard of anything canon, not canon. Un- like, I was like, man, I like, I like this rabbit. Man, this rabbit is so cool. Look, at he's like, he's being tortured. Oh, this is the untold story. Like, I can. We read. Look, when you're a kid, you get comics and you just read them over and over and over again. I could tell you everything about X Men. Number 112. I read that damn thing over and over again. I could tell you about the Korvac saga. I read that thing over and over again. Star Wars. Yeah. Those uh, with Valance. Oh, issue 16. That was. Oh, when he peeled off his face and was like a Terminator. That was like a shock. Read that thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, that was such a cool character. It's, it's too bad they never actually did anything in the films with him. I mean, they, they've done some things recently, I know, with comics. Yeah. With him, but it's too bad they didn't do more with him. But yeah, oh, I yeah, loved it. Oh, we loved it. Are you kidding me? Absolutely loved it. Yeah, those comics are, they're still, when you read them now, they're still very rereadable. And the newspaper strips. Yes. Our grandfather would cut out the newspaper strips and we would sit together as a family and glue the corners of them he he like get maybe 20 or 30 at a time and he put four a page in the star wars notebook it was like a lined paper notebook and so that we can read it and had this and it's one of the things i sold in the 90s it's like it's probably the number one thing i regret selling is because yeah. that was he made that not only for us but with us and so, yeah boy if i ever saw somebody selling that at a convention i'd, I'd want I want that more than any other thing. Yeah. No, I, uh, that was that was a lot of fun, definitely. And those newspaper ships, again, great stories. They, it, it, it captured the feel, the adventure of Star Wars. And I think that's one of the funnest things about being a Star Wars fan as a kid is that it was all-encompassing. Like, it was, it was total world-building. Mm-hmm. Another early memory I have at the school we went to, or elementary school, it's two different things. The Ralph McQuarrie conceptual artwork. Uh, was it a calendar? Calendar and a portfolio. Okay. Oh, I remember our mother bought that for us. And I was like, why is Luke having underwater gear? Why do stormtroopers yeah. have shields? Like, what? Am I missing something? I'm like, this is just, is there another version? Is there more to the story? Yeah, that always stood out to me that Luke would get with the, the scuba gear almost, right? And <laughs> then, like, and then you read that this is conceptual. This is what could have happened. And we had what if comics. I mean, I remember getting what if Jane Foster had the hammer of Thor, got it off the rack. I mean, it was just, I understood the concept of what if. And then you look at this, like, well, this is what if. This could have happened in the Star Wars yeah. universe. Yeah. Which, yeah, Ralph McQuarrie is, without him, I mean, huge, huge part of Star Wars. I mean, Un, yeah, I, well, he's people know it's not that he's an unsung hero, but but he, a lot of people. Everything George is about Luke, George, Lucas. George Lucas. Everything is George, 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 George. Look, George, yeah. it's it's a team, 
and he built an amazing team. And uh, with the editing too, if you've, I'm sure you've seen this, all the things that were like that were cut from the film. Like we talk about the bigs. There's all these other scenes too that were cut from the film. Yeah. And if it wasn't edited properly, I don't think we'd be talking about this film today. I don't think they'd be continuing making you know films and television series. Example is Star Trek: The Motion Picture. That thing, it it was a movie that was released that didn't finish. They didn't finish editing. They didn't finish the special effects. It's it's it's, it's a it's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> Until recently, they were able to find footage and re-edit it and put things in. But it's like, yeah, it's one of those things that Star Wars. They hit the right time. They they marketed it right. They was it's like lightning in a bottle. If it came out five years earlier or five years later, I think it would be the whole everything about it would be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing, uh, you couldn't escape Star Wars at that time frame. Even in our school, like I oh. said, I remember calendar hanging up in yep. one of the rooms. And also, we went to the school nurse. They had a get immunized poster, oh, yeah. D3P and R2D2. I don't know yep. if you remember that. I vividly yep. remember. Absolutely. That. <laughs> Were there smoking ones too, like anti-smoking or something? I'm not sure. Some advertisements, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, those were definitely uh, growing up at that time period. Very, very just an incredible time when, like I said, you had to be you had to use your imagination because you couldn't just pop in the VCR and watch this whenever you want. So you had the well, and and I think it was smart that they were re-releasing these movies, very uh, true, yeah. to get you ready for the Empire Strikes Back. Yep. So if you were, if you hadn't seen the movie, this is your chance to see it in anticipation for ESB. If you had seen the movie, you could refresh it. Yeah. And and, and so that's something that. I mean, because of streaming and DVDs, there's there's no real reason to have a movie be re-released every year. Yeah, that yeah, back then it was a, a big like you said it before. It was a necessity to to go. Yeah, because and even Kenner, they weren't even they had to go see the movies, uh, the the employees, the sculptors, because they weren't given a lot of reference photos. So they had to go to yeah, the theater, right. start sketching that's certain. Right. Uh, certain mm-hmm. things because you know, they got a handful of reference photos and that's how a lot of these action figures while they're not screen accurate because they, right. the designers were actually going to the theaters numerous times sketching things so that's right that's right yeah and then the re-releases are it's not like star wars invented it because re-releases were a thing especially with the james bond movies they would re-release a Bond movie previously so that new fans could catch up with Roger Moore, you know, wh- whatever was, was previous to that. I think that the differences with Star Wars is because everything was so interconnected, people needed a refresher. And yeah. that, was, that was a stroke of genius to put it right before – have the re-release right before The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah, be a three. And right after, and right after, because you brought in all these kids, and because they didn't make the toys in time for the initial release, so now you brought in this whole new fan base of kids. Like I said, I didn't even know about Star Wars until it was marketed for kids. Mm -hmm. After, after which, after the toys and and comic books came out, yeah. Well, actually, the comic came out before the movie, which is that in itself is so bizarre. 
mm-hmm. how in the world three issues of the comic came out before the release of the movie because at that time they viewed the comic as promotion for the movie. Yeah, that is crazy. You never see that now. All right, Nayar. Uh, it was great talking to you. Uh, definitely want to have you on back again. Uh, anything else? So tell everyone where to find you and uh, more about Star Pod Log. Uh, my wife and I are the hosts of Star Pod Log, the classic science fiction fantasy podcast. And actually, we go through issue by issue Starlog magazine. That was where we got our Star Wars information back in the day, our science fiction fantasy information back in the day. So we actually open up issues of Starlog and talk about what it was like to be a fan decades ago. And it's it's just amazing when you see the rumors, the reports, what w- what they were hoping for in these movies and whether they panned out or whether they didn't. Uh, one of the things that you'll find out about Star Wars especially is that George Lucas multiple times says Star Wars is not science fiction. He did not view it as a science fiction movie. He viewed it as a space fantasy movie. It's it's, it's so crazy to see the early – and we're talking 1980 now. We just had an episode about in 1980. George Lucas stated that when he makes all nine movies, he's hoping that the robots, and he called them robots, are the only ones that are consistent through the movies. So it's just – it's it's interesting looking at old magazines to see what Phantom was like years ago. All right, yeah, definitely check it out. All right, may the force be with you. Nanu, nanu. It's Darth Vader, watch out! And he's got a lightsaber! It's Kenner's Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. I got you now, Ben Kenobi. With R2-D2 and C-3PO. There's even Chewbacca and Han Solo. Someone's coming, Chewie. Who's there? It's Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Now I know the Force is with us. Darth Vader, R2-D2, C-3PO, and other Kenner Star Wars action figures, each sold separately. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy Shocking Things and want to support the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Radio, or wherever you listen to this podcast. Sharing the episodes you enjoy on social media also helps. To see more information pertaining to each episode, please go to our social media and interact with us. On Instagram, it's at shocking.things.podcast, on Twitter, at thingsshocking, and on Facebook, at shockingthingspodcast. Or go to anchor.fm slash shockingthings for the main hub with the links to everything. Until next time, try and enjoy the daylight.